your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 228 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. I thought today it would be a good time to sort of get you guys caught up on what's happening with the Rangers prospects. They're playing really all around the globe right now, and a lot of them are enjoying some tremendous success. So we're definitely going to be talking about the Ranger prospects, see who's hot, who might even have a chance to crack the Rangers opening night roster if they continue to play the way that they're playing right now. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the World Juniors, and that's something that we discussed with my good friend Kevin LaBella from Comcast. He was on the show for a two-parter last week. You can go back and check out those episodes if you have not heard them already. But he works, you know, he does a lot of stuff with the NHL Network, and it's a tournament that they really have their hands on. It's exclusively on the NHL Network, so I know he takes a lot of pride in working that tournament, and it's become, uh, in a very short amount of time, a favorite of mine as well. I was able to watch some of the games last year, really, really enjoyed it. It's great to see a lot of these guys uh, before they make their NHL debuts, kind of like, uh, you know, if you go to a minor league baseball game and you see somebody in AAA or AA before they become a star at MLB, uh, it's just the first chance that you have to see a lot of these players in action. I think for a lot of us, it might be, you know, apart from YouTube clips, it might be the first time that we get to see Alexi Lafreniere in action, if he indeed does play in the tournament. Uh, Capo Caco could be back in action. I know Keandre Miller played last year in the tournament, so it's a chance. We'll see which other Rangers participate in the tournament as well, but it's a chance to you know see these guys in action before they don that New York Ranger jersey, so it's really a good time and uh, just a great opportunity to get to know these players a little bit and just see what kind of skills they bring to the table, but we're also going to be talking about Henrik Lundqvist a little bit later in the week. I wanted to do it today, but I'm kind of working on a special project here, and I didn't want to rush it, so later in the week... Uh, we will do some more Henrik Lundqvist content. I'll save the details for the end of today's episode. I'll let you guys know what that's going to be at the end of today's episode. And anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while, you guys know that a term that I throw around on here every so often is video game numbers. And basically, it's a term that I use uh, whenever a player just goes on a absolute tear and just puts up the kind of numbers that you would typically only see in a video game. Uh, but now EA Sports has actually simulated Alexi Lafreniere's career and they've come up with detailed stats of what his career totals are going to look like when it's all said and done. So we will talk about that briefly as well. These stats are absolutely crazy and I think if he does this or does anything close to this in real life, I think most of us Ranger fans would sign up for it in about two seconds. But we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of today's episode. But for now, let's go ahead and start with the latest edition of prospect watch. To me, as it pertains to the Ranger prospects, the biggest news is the simple fact that Vitaly Kravtsov just continues to light it up in the KHL with Tractor. Uh, he scored again. He missed seven games due to an injury, but in the two games that he's played in since he's returned, he has scored a goal in each of them. In 13 KHL games this season, he now has eight goals, two assists, a plus eight rating, and 50 shots on goal. He has at least one point in eight of the 13 games that he's played, and it's especially encouraging that he has seemingly picked up right where he left off before the injury because, like I said, he missed the seven games with an undisclosed injury, and now he's come back and he just continues to look dangerous. He continues to, you know, look like a player who's out there with a lot of confidence and he's just finding ways to put the puck into the net. 
In the 13 games that Krasov has played, Tractor has scored 30 goals, and he has a hand in 10 of those 30 goals. He's either scored the goal himself or picked up an assist on the play. Just being out there on the ice for 10 of the 30, I think, would be pretty impressive. But the fact that he has a point on one-third of the goals that his team has scored when he's been active and been healthy, uh, that's tremendously impressive. He's also fourth in the KHL in shots per game at 3.8, and he leads Tractor in goals, this despite missing seven games with an injury. And to really hammer things home and put things in perspective, Kraftsoff, like we said, he has eight total goals in 13 games played this season. Now, last season, he only played in 11 games with Tractor. So we're going to ignore last season. But if you go back to two years ago in Tractor, the 2018-2019 season, Kraftsoff had eight goals in 50 games. So it has taken Kraftsoff just 13 games this season to score the same amount of goals that he scored in 50 games two years ago. And that's pretty crazy and obviously very encouraging for the Rangers. You know, for a while, I think that a lot of us felt that Kraftsoff and Leas Anderson were somewhat in the same boat. I mean, I don't think it ever got as bad with Kraftsoff as it did with Leas Anderson, but it was kind of looking like the Rangers might have whiffed twice with top 10 overall picks. And certainly they did with Leas Anderson. But for Kraftsoff, this is one of the most encouraging periods of time or whatever you want to call it ever since the Rangers drafted him uh, he's obviously you know kind of found his scoring touch over there in the KHL and we just got to keep our fingers crossed hope that he keeps it up and hey you know if he keeps playing like this and he comes over to the Rangers and has himself a nice training camp then it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that he could crack the Rangers opening night roster I still don't think that'll happen I get the feeling that they might have him open in the AHL uh, we'll see if he indeed is on the Wolfpack roster when they start on December 4th and we'll Certainly keep an eye on him if and when that happens, or maybe the Rangers let him continue to keep playing in the KHL. He's obviously found some success there. You don't always necessarily want to mess with that, but the Rangers, they can call him back anytime they feel the time is appropriate, and if they do, like I said, I think he starts with the Wolfpack, but if he plays well there, uh, sooner or later, you know, maybe he's on the Rangers opening night roster, or maybe some point during the Rangers season, uh, he eventually makes his debut with the team. So definitely looking forward to that. Definitely very encouraging that Vitaly Krausov obviously starting to find his game uh, with tractor of the KHL. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. We also got to talk about Nils Lundqvist. He was named to Sweden's roster for the upcoming Karhala tournament in Finland, which is part of the Euro Hockey Tour. Uh, basically, he'll be on Sweden's team and they will play games against Russia, Finland, and the Czech Republic. It's a four-team round-robin tournament, and whichever team does the best and wins the most games is the champion. So a uh, fairly simple tournament, but one that you know will certainly be competed at a high level, and obviously it's pretty prestigious for Nils Lundqvist to be named to Sweden's roster for this four-team tournament. Uh, the Czech Republic won it last year. Sweden came in second place, so we'll keep our eye on Nils Lundqvist when that tournament begins. We'll see how he 
contributes to his team, and maybe Sweden uh, ends up winning the gold medal this time. We will see. But Nils Lundqvist having a very nice season with Lulea of the SHL. He has now played in 10 SHL games this season. He has two goals, two assists, and 26 shots on goal while averaging 20 minutes and 20 seconds of ice time. He ranks third on the team in ice time per game. And for anyone who needs a refresher, I think people are pretty well familiar with Nils Lundqvist, but he was obviously a first-round pick by the Rangers back in 2018, went number 28 overall. He was actually uh, the third of three first-round picks for the Rangers that season. Uh, Keandre Miller and also Vitaly Krasov were selected ahead of him. But yeah, obviously encouraging to see Nils Lundqvist uh, having himself a strong start to the season over there with Lulea. And as far as the Karhala tournament is concerned, that will occur from November 5th through November 8th, so obviously we'll see what happens there. We will provide you guys with some updates on this podcast and see how Nils Lundqvist performs in that tournament. And again, we will see how it goes. Maybe Nils Lundqvist uh, chips in, gets himself a gold medal out of that four-team tournament. We will see. Then you've also got Tarmo Runinen. This is a defenseman that the Rangers took in the fourth round, 89th overall, back in the 2016 NHL draft. He's got two goals, two assists, 23 shots in five games with Tuto Hockey and Mestis, and he's averaging 25 minutes, 23 seconds of ice time per game. That leads the team. He has also not been on the ice for an even-strength goal this season, and he's a lefty as well, which probably works in his favor considering that the Rangers uh, definitely seem deeper on the right side than the left side. We'll see if he's somehow able to crack the Rangers roster at some point this season. I would imagine probably a long shot for the opening night roster, but you never know what can happen. Uh, we'll see if we end up seeing Runin at some point during the regular season of the upcoming campaign. You've also got Carl Henriksen. He's a center that the Rangers took in the second round in 2019. He went 58th overall. He is now up to three assists and 10 shots on goal in 10 games with Frolunda this season. And then Olaf Lindbaum, a goalie that the Rangers took 39th overall in the second round of 2018. He's off to a strong start as well. He has made four appearances with Mora in Alsvenskan this season. He is 2-0-1 with a 2.43 goals against average and a 9.25 save percentage. And then Igor Rykov, a guy whose name was uh, getting a little bit of buzz coming into this season. You know, maybe he's somebody who could end up being on the Ranger roster. He even had a chance really to be on the Rangers opening night roster last season, but an injury definitely did him no favors and then uh, kind of just got lost in the shuffle a little bit. But you got to figure the Rangers will eventually give Igor Rykov a look. Uh, he's a former fifth round pick that came over from the Devils in the trade that sent Michael Grabner to New Jersey. But Rykov has played 18 games in the KHL. He's already racked up six assists and a plus seven rating. So yeah, we'll see if any of these Ranger prospects end up cracking the opening night roster, if they make their Ranger debut at some point during the regular season. It's tough to tell right now. All we really have to go by is, you know, highlights that you can find online and uh, obviously these scouting reports as well, just these updates that kind of let us know how all these guys are faring in various leagues like the KHL and the SHL. And, you know, we'll see. Only time's going to tell. But obviously, if you're a Ranger prospect, you can only uh, help your case by playing well in whatever league you might be playing in right now. And it's definitely exciting to kind of take a look at the future and see who might be coming down the pipe for the Rangers, who, like I said, even has a chance to be there on the opening night roster. And Vitaly Krausov, I mean, there's nothing more encouraging than the season that he's put together right now with the KHL because it was looking for a while like, man, did the Rangers, did they whiff again with a top 10 overall pick here taking Vitaly Krausov? And look, obviously... It's a fairly small sample size. He's playing in the KHL. I realize the KHL is not the NHL, but as a Ranger fan, you just got to be feeling good that Vitaly Krausov is playing good hockey anywhere, and maybe it leads to Krausov making his debut with the Rangers this season, possibly even as soon as opening night. Wanted to also talk a little bit about the World Juniors today. Now, that's not going to be starting until December. There's going to be 10 exhibition games played from December 20th to December 23rd 
And uh, just to avoid confusion, let's get this out of the way. Uh, this will be considered the 2021 World Junior Tournament, even though it will be starting in 2020 and eventually spilling into 2021. That's just the way they do it. This is the 2021 World Juniors that are forthcoming. But then, after the exhibition games are over, you're going to get three games per day beginning on Christmas. Uh, group play ends on New Year's Eve, and then the quarterfinals will be January 2nd. The semifinals will be January 4th. The medal games will be January 5th. All this will be happening at the Riders place in Edmonton. Edmonton, of course, uh, served as a hub city for the Western Conference teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It also hosted each of the two conference finals series and also the Stanley Cup final. So it seemed like it went great when everything else was happening in Edmonton. The Stanley Cup playoffs went off there without a hitch. There were no positive tests for COVID. So really, it only makes sense for Edmonton to host another tournament such as this. It's also a very short length, so you're not asking a whole lot from these players. I mean, obviously, they're going to be away. They're going to be in a bubble, as the, all the NHL players were. But it's only a tournament that, at the most, you're going to be playing seven games. So you're only going to be there for so long, just a couple of weeks, and then you'll be on your way. Uh, I got into this tournament last season. The reason I'm talking about it now is because, you know, I think it's a tournament that often gets overlooked. But this year coming up, I'm probably going to be more into it than ever. Maybe some of you guys will follow suit just for the simple fact that there's not going to be any NHL games being played at that time. The earliest the NHL is going to start is January 1st. We'll get this tournament starting on Christmas. So if you're looking forward to some competitive hockey and you want to get a look at some of the players in the Ranger organization, some of them might be playing in this tournament. We don't know. We don't have rosters yet. That's something we'll take a look at as this tournament gets closer and as we get a feel for who's going to be on all these teams. But the big question for the Rangers right now, I think, is do you let Alexi Lafreniere and or Capo Caco play in this tournament? Now, this tournament is for players under 20 years old, so each of them are still eligible. But should they play in this tournament? I think the answer is a resounding yes. With Lafreniere, you got to remember, this guy has not played in an actual hockey game since March. I mean, COVID shut everything down, so there was really nowhere for Lafreniere to play. And then Capo Caco, you know, he's still kind of finding his way in the NHL, and uh, he's only played four games since March. He had the exhibition game that the Rangers played against the Islanders, and then also the best of five series against the Carolina Hurricanes. Unfortunately, the Rangers lost all of those games, and uh, that was that. So Caco has only played four games since March as well. And this tournament, I just think it's a great opportunity for players who are kind of looking to either uh, make their NHL debut or are simply gearing up for another season in the NHL. So we'll see how the Rangers look to play it with both these guys, but I would think you would encourage them. Again, it's competitive, high-stakes hockey. There's a gold medal on the line. Uh, if you're a player that's representing your country at the World Juniors, there's a time limit on this, right? I mean, once you get to the NHL, you know, you have your entire career to get a chance to win the Stanley Cup, but once you get 20, you don't get another chance at a gold medal in the World Juniors. So I say let them do it. Uh, Kako can play for Finland, as he's done in the past, and... Lafreniere can play for Canada, as he's done in the past. He was actually the MVP of the tournament last year. He scored four goals and had six assists in just five games. And if you want to get him ready to rock for an entire NHL season, I think the best way to do it is to allow him to play in this tournament. Again, he's not going to be there for very long. The maximum amount of games you could possibly play in this tournament is just seven because you've got four in the round robin and then three rounds of the single elimination tournament. So seven games at the most, and Lafreniere can kind of use this as a bridge leading into his first NHL season.
The other cool thing is that Lafreniere and Kako have both won a gold medal at the World Juniors already. Lafreniere won the gold with Canada last season, and Kako won it with Finland two years ago. And we've already talked about Lafreniere's MVP performance in last year's tournament, but two years ago, Kako with Finland almost as good, maybe not quite as good. I mean, Lafreniere's numbers are just off the charts, but Capo Kako, a big-time contributor for Finland in their run to the gold medal. He plays in seven games, scores two goals, dishes out three assists. So obviously a key contributor there. And who knows, you know, maybe if we see Kako and Lafreniere uh, back on their team's respective rosters for the World Juniors this year, maybe we get an all-ranger final. We actually get to see Lafreniere and Capo Kako competing against each other in the gold medal game. I know I would tune in for that. I'm sure a lot of you would as well. And Beyond Kako, beyond Lafreniere, you know, there also might be some other Rangers who might play in this tournament again as well. So we'll keep our eye on those guys. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun when we learn the rosters of all these different countries and see how many Rangers are out there uh, representing their countries in this great tournament. So definitely looking forward to all that. And like I said, I think Kako, Lafreniere, they can only benefit from playing in this tournament yet again. And uh, obviously, I'm sure both of them would probably... I mean, I want to speak for them, but I would get the feeling that they both enjoy representing their team, competing against other countries from around the world, and getting a chance to win another gold medal. I mean, who wouldn't want the opportunity to do that? It's a no-lose situation because it gears them up for the NHL season, and I think it's a great bridge. It's a short tournament, but competition is obviously very high, and then you're ready to go for 82 games or Maybe not quite 82, but we'll see however many games it is with the Rangers this season. Bottom line, you're ready for the NHL season. One other thing that I wanted to discuss today, and it's something that I talked about in the intro a little bit, is the recent EA Sports simulation of Alexi Lafreniere's career and the literal video game numbers that EA is projecting him to put up in his real-life career. So basically, like I said, every now and then I will use the term video game-like numbers. This is what I use whenever somebody is basically just tearing it up, is just unstoppable, and putting up the kind of stats that you would typically only see in a video game. But like I said, EA Sports just did the simulation of Alexi Lafreniere's career, and this is what they came up with uh, for Alexi Lafreniere in what we all hope will be a very accurate simulation. Here you go. According to EA Sports, and more specifically NHL 21, which is, of course, the newest uh, hockey video game that is out on the market right now, this is what it's going to look like for Alexi Lafreniere. So, he's going to play 1,582 career games. He will score 552 goals. He will dish out 1,211 assists. So, that's more than a point per game for his career. He will have 1,663 points in 1,582 games. I think we'll probably take that. I mean... Everything we hear about Alexi Lafreniere, you almost hear that and think that that actually might be a little bit on the low end. But I think for a guy, if he's going to play, you know, 20 seasons or close to 20 seasons with the Rangers and he's going to be at a point per game or better for that entire time, you definitely have to take that. Uh, beyond that, let's talk about the hardware a little bit as well. According to EA Sports and NHL 21, Alexi Lafreniere will win the Calder Trophy this season for Rookie of the Year. So that's actually, of everything on here, this entire list, all these stats here, that's the one where we're going to find out sooner than any of the others whether it actually happens or not. But it does believe that Alexi Lafreniere will be your 2020-2021 Rookie of the Year. It also has him winning one Hart Trophy and one Ted Lindsay Award. And here's the big one. According to NHL 21, Alexi Lafreniere will win two Stanley Cups. And to me, that's the one that puts it over the edge, assuming it's with the Rangers. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't say for sure that, you know, Alexi Lafreniere ends up playing his entire career with the Rangers. But for the sake of, you know, 
just the fact that this is supposed to be fun and the fact that it's a video game. Uh, let's assume that all these stats happen with the Rangers. If you could tell me right now that the Rangers will win two Stanley Cups in the Alexi Lafreniere area, I will 100% sign up for it. And if you're not signing on the dotted line, I think you're just probably being a little too greedy. You got to remember, guys, we're Ranger fans. They've only won the Stanley Cup once in the past 80 seasons. So if you tell me that we can have two in the next, you know, say 20 years or however long Alexi Lafreniere is going to play in the NHL, uh, I'll sign up for that in two seconds. I would probably sign up for just one Stanley Cup in the next 20 years because, again, you got to remember, it doesn't happen very often if you're a Ranger fan. And we've got Ranger fans listening to this who have never seen their team win the Stanley Cup. They were either too young to grasp what was happening or they weren't even born yet. So, yeah, if you give me one Stanley Cup in the Alexi Lafreniere era, I will probably take it. And if this simulation proves to be accurate and the Rangers get two Stanley Cups with Alexi Lafreniere, I will sign the dotted line right this very second. Just show me where to sign. But that will do it for today, guys. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that as it pertains to Henrik Lundqvist, I promise a little more Henrik Lundqvist content on this podcast. We are definitely going to get to that this week. One of the things I'm working on right now, I don't know if we'll do a top 10 or maybe I'll make it a top 20 or maybe a top 15. We will see. But eventually I want to do a countdown of Henrik Lundqvist's greatest postseason performances, and there's a lot to choose from. If we go to top 20, there might even be a loss or two thrown in there because there have even been some Ranger playoff games that they've lost where Henrik Lundqvist has just stood on his head. But there will obviously be more wins than losses on a countdown like that, and uh, there's a lot to choose from. I've already started doing the rankings. I wanted to get to it today, but you got to put time and care and effort into something like this if you want to do justice for somebody as fantastic as Henrik Lundqvist. So still working on that. And also, at some point, we will do the Henrik Lundqvist 21, where we look at the 21 goalies drafted ahead of Henrik Lundqvist. We try to figure out if any of these guys can even hold a candle to the king. Because again, 21 net miners drafted in front of Henrik Lundqvist in 2000. And we'll just take a look at them kind of case by case, go through the entire draft, see if any of these guys became all-stars. Did any of them win Stanley Cups? Did any of them compete for a Vezza? Did any of them win a Vezza? How many all-star games? We'll take a look at all that, but we will save it for another episode. And then at some point, you know, maybe I'll even do an episode where I try to project the opening night roster for the Rangers. We'll go through the line combinations. We'll go through the defense pairings, all that good stuff. We'll take a look at, you know, what I think are going to be some training camp position battles as far as guys either trying to make the team or trying to grab a top six role or a top four role for the defense, you know, whatever it might be. We're going to take a look at all that in the days and weeks ahead, but that will do it for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And also, definitely do reach out if you guys have any interest in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League that will be forthcoming for this upcoming season. Uh, we have, we're up to double digits. We got a lot of people who are interested, and it sounds like uh, we definitely have enough to have a fantasy league. The more the merrier, the more people that can get into this league, the better. But at some point, obviously, you know, you got to put a limit on it at some point. We can't have 50 people in a fantasy league, but I'll include as many as I can. But I would recommend if you want to play, uh, reach out sooner rather than later because spots are filling up. So, yeah, once again, that's it for today. Thanks again. I'll see you guys next time.